Hello, and welcome to the Broke Bingo Addict. This is a podcast that ventures through the wild and crazy world of bingo. This is much more than your grandmother's bingo. My name's Shari, and welcome to this week's episode, which, as always, is for entertainment purposes only. I think one of the most common questions as a bingo player that I'm asked by people is, how much does it cost to play? Or, you know, in that same vein, how much do you spend to play? And I think that's a very good question. Related to this particular issue, I was looking at a bingo bugle recently, and there was a question in there. It was in the section under Guy's turn. And here was the question, okay? It was, hi, Guy, do you have any idea how much is okay to spend on bingo or cards or whatever, and how much is too much? I spend maybe $200 a month, not counting any winnings, which my wife says is too much and constantly upsets her. (laughs) I'm sorry. I thought that was a great question. But seriously, I wish I only spent $200 a month. I have to say, uh, and yeah, my husband is listening, but I do spend more than $200 a month. But it's a personal choice. Everybody has to decide for themselves how much is too much money to spend. But in an effort to kind of help people along, I decided I really want to dedicate this particular episode to talking about the money that goes around uh, with regard to playing bingo, because it is vastly different. We all know you can pay uh, hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of dollars to play bingo, depends on what exactly it is you're doing. So again, this episode is definitely going to concentrate on talking about how we spend our money playing bingo. To start off with, it really depends on where you're at. It's it's amazing how much the amount of money uh, that you spend playing bingo varies depending on what part of the country you're at. Uh, like I said, I know that in Las Vegas, you can go into any one of the casinos and you can buy a blue six-on pack for just $5. And then if you want it validated, which, by the way, you do want it validated, that's just an extra dollar. So, okay, so you can go and if you just want to kill some time uh, in Las Vegas, those games are about an hour. Uh, you can go in there, you can play $6 and you can take a chance on winning some money. So it can be inexpensive if that's just all you want to do is to go in there, kill a little time and pay as little out of your pocket as possible. But Las Vegas isn't the only place that you can go to pay low prices for bingo. There are several states where you can find places like the Salmon Creek American Legion, uh, which is in Vancouver, Washington. And there you can pay $3 for a pack for 24 games for one six-on pack. It pays $100. And if you want to double that, you can pay seven whole dollars. That would double the payment to $200 per game, okay? And that's 24 games. So that's a pretty low amount of money to pay to play 24 games to have the opportunity to win up to $200. So I think that's very reasonable if somebody wants to do that. Now, here in Southern California, most of the places that I play at, the the buy-in hovers around, you know, I'd say $30 to $40. But what you also have to think about is what you're getting for that amount of money. Uh, A lot of the places I play at, that initial buy-in gives you at least two packs. um, But some places, it's still just one. And then for like an extra $10 or $7, something normal like that, you can add additional packs. Now, there are also some places where you pay uh, the $40 and you can get up to six packs, okay? So it's like a minimum of three, but up to six packs. You have to keep that in mind. So even though they're all paying around the same 
price initially, technically, uh, some people are offering you more for your money than what you're getting at other places. So that's also something to consider. There are people who like to play several packs. So if you're getting a buy-in that's only $40 and you're still getting up to 60 packs, that's a pretty good trade-in. Um, but for other people who only like to play two packs, if you've got to pay a minimum of 40 uh, for three, then it feels like somewhat of a waste when you don't want to play that extra pack. Another thing that impacts the amount of money that you're paying, or actually I should say what you're getting when you're paying your, your buy-in fee, is there's some places where in addition to just getting a regular six-on pack, they give you other things. There are other special games that they could be playing. There could be double action. There could be strips included. So you have to think about that too when you're spending your money for your buy-in because it definitely makes a difference. You know, that same $40 could get you so much more bang for your buck at one place than it does from another and it's certainly something you want to keep in mind when you're making your decision about where you want to play bingo. Also, what I've been talking about so far has been based solely on paper packs, okay? This is solely talking about paper packs. But these days, bingo is just so much more than the paper packs. And there are two things in particular that I feel have really contributed the most to the rising cost of playing bingo. One of them is the introduction of electronic machines, okay? A lot of places have these electronic machines and people want to increase their chances of winning so they buy more and more packs, okay? Uh, and some places let you buy several machines. Uh, most of the places I play at, uh, you can only buy one machine, but you can load it up with as many cards as you want. That's one of the situations you kind of run into when you play these big tournaments, or certainly the one that I played recently at South Point, is yeah, you could do the machine and you could spend as much money as you want loading that machine up with cards. And because people want to increase their opportunity to win, uh, I think it was between $20,000 and $50,000, trust me, people were doing it. They were loading those suckers up. But I also know, like I said, there are other places where you can get multiple uh, machines. I don't think, I don't know what the max on them are is, but I do see people where they have five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten different machines on there. I think the price is fairly inexpensive for the machine itself, but I'm just saying that that's different from the old bingo. You know, that's different from just playing on a, a pack of paper and, and uh, giving it your best shot. So that's one thing that's impacted the cost of playing bingo. But if truth be told, the main culprit for the rising cost of playing bingo these days has to absolutely go to pool tabs. Those little suckers are so evil. You just, oh, you just can't help it. You say you're not going to buy them. You swear you're not going to buy them. And then the next thing you know, you're buying a ton of them. So they are absolutely the devil. People love pool tabs and the pool tabs pay a lot of money. Okay. I think most of them range um, from like 300 to over $2,000, some of them over $2,500. So it's really motivating to say, oh my God, if for a dollar, you know, I have an opportunity to, you know, win thousands of dollars. The problem is it can be hard to get that opportunity. You know, you're, you're buying these tabs, hoping that you're going to get a number. And I've seen people spend you know, $50 to try to get one tab and then not get anything. And then you spend another 50 because you're like, oh my God, I got to get something. And it just keeps going on and going on. And uh, that's where you get into a lot of trouble when I see people when they're worried about spending too much money. That's the culprit. It's not the bingo itself. That's that's relatively cheap. You're going to pay what you're going to pay. It really comes down to buying those pool tabs that can be just kind of obsessive. You you. <laughs> I mean, what can I say? They're really fun. You want them and you're popping them. And I don't know what it is. I have learned that if, if you want to make sure that you're not going over your budget, 
you absolutely need to make sure that you don't take any more money with you than you really want to spend. And not only not take money with you, you can't take a credit card, you can't take an ATM card, because trust me, they will find you. They will walk up to you and ask you, you know, can we get some money for you? Or there's always an ATM machine somewhere around a bingo hall. You know, they are more than happy to make sure that you have that opportunity to take out your money. So if staying on budget is your main concern, then I really, really have to advise people to stay away from the pool tabs. Now, mind you, I absolutely see people out there who spend hundreds, if not thousands of dollars on pool tabs, and then they turn around and win, which is wonderful. I just happen not to be that person. I am the broke bingo addict. And when I spend the extra money, for some reason, it doesn't ever seem to pay off. I've done that where I've spent, you know, more money than I normally do. And I've gotten a good amount of tabs, you know, and you feel like you have that opportunity to win, and it hasn't paid off. So for me, you know, personally, that's my thing. I have to make sure that I budget myself, because it's it's not something where it's really been incredibly profitable for me to uh, take that uh, type of action where you're spending hundreds of dollars in hopes of winning thousands of dollars. So people just really have to figure out their own budget, know how much they're willing to spend, know how much they're willing to risk. You know, that's kind of the the main question. And think about that. But uh, like I said, the main culprit out there for people who are going over budget, I'd really have to say are going to be those nasty, nasty, uh, very, very addictive pool tabs. In the end, I'm just like everybody else out there, worried that I'm spending too much or worried that I'm not spending enough. You know, it's just so hard to tell with bingo because it's all just such, you know, a crapshoot. I'll go and I'll play and I win sometimes. I don't win all the time. Uh, you know, but I re- win, I think, a reasonable amount. There are times when I've had a streak when I'm winning all the time, and there's times when I have a streak when I'm not winning at all. But, uh, you know, you're always wondering, if should I spend a little more? Because I see people there, and I see them spending, you know, hundreds of dollars, and they're winning. And you sit there and think, wow, at the time, you're going, oh, my gosh, that's an awful lot of money to spend. But if somebody's spending, you know, four or $500, and then they're winning 1000 you kind of go, well, it paid off. But then at the same time, you sit there and see people spending hundreds of dollars and they don't win anything. So it's like, well, can you afford to keep doing that all the time on the odd chance that you're going to win? You know, I actually did an experiment with that. The other day I had a nice win. I don't know if you all heard about that, but I won a thousand dollar tab. And so I had a little extra money and I thought, okay, let's Let's try the experiment. Let's spend a little more than we normally spend on pool tabs and see if that does anything to improve your chances. So I did. I went in and I bought a ton of pool tabs. I... It was a lot. It actually, when I got the bag, because they give you this bag uh, with all your stuff in it, when I got the bag, it was like, oh my God. I mean, it just like felt like the pool tabs just kept going and going and going. So it was a lot more tabs than I, I'm used to having and everything. And I opened them. Uh, so there were two parts of that. The one part is that there were some tabs that I bought that I didn't get one number from. And that just freaks you out. It's like, wait a minute, I spent all this money and I didn't get one freaking number from this tab. So that's kind of annoying. Uh, and then there were others that I got, you know, several from, you know, I think Zipper is one of my favorites. I got a few. Uh, there was another one called, was it Diamond Fever? I'm not sure. But anyway, I got some of those. But, you know, long story short, I had a really good time playing. I had all these uh, tabs. I had all these strips that I had purchased. And 
push come to shove at the end of the night, I didn't win a dime. All right. I didn't even get an instant. You know, I didn't even get something like $25 or anything. I didn't win anything extra than what I win when I'm normally playing the, the much smaller amount that I pay for, you know, and have a good time. So and, and again, the fun was exactly the same amount of fun. So for me personally, I think I'm going to stick to the, the, the little amount of money that I pay. I'm just not for me personally, I think I'm going to stick to the the small amount of money that I invest when I go to play bingo. Uh, others can, you know, pay whatever they feel comfortable with. And like I said, I have friends who do hundreds and uh, I see people on TikTok and they do, you know, tons of money, which, by the way, I just also want to uh, mention, though, sometimes those people are also getting tipped. They're also getting money from other supporters. So that makes it a little easier for them because they're not necessarily using their own money. So. I want to see if I can one of these days get to that point, which would be nice. But uh, for the moment, I, for me personally, like I said, I think it's just sticking to the amount of money that makes me feel comfortable. Doing a large sum of money uh, doesn't really seem to have brought me any more luck than doing my small amount of money. So I'm going to kind of stick with that right now. But everybody has to do what makes them feel good or makes them feel comfortable. Because to me, it's about enjoying the game more than it is anything else. And if you're to the point where you're so worried about the money or you're feeling guilty about the money, then that takes away from uh, from what you're there for, from having a good time playing the game. So again, everybody has to stop, think how much money they're, they're willing to lose, and um, yeah, make that decision for themselves. Okay, now switching to more of a personal concern. A couple of years ago when the pandemic first started, my favorite three places closed like immediately. <laughs> Okay. Uh, one of them, as I've said before, was the bingo place that I love to play at, which was, you know, just across the way, which was so convenient and so nice. It just breaks my heart that it that it closed right away. Uh, the other was a little Chinese restaurant that was right down the street. And I would go there and get my food and then take it and go play bingo. And it closed like Boom, instantly, right when the pandemic hit. And the other thing that closed was the Morongo Hotel and Casino. They had a bingo hall that I loved to play at. It was one of the first ones I played at when I first moved to California or found out about bingo and everything. And it closed for a long time. And, you know, eventually a lot of things started opening. And for a lot of people, that was good. But for me, my three things still hadn't opened, okay? My Chinese place, boom, gone. I don't think I'll ever see them again. Uh, my little bingo place across the way, everybody says, I guess that location is too expensive. So nobody wants to open that up again. So that's never coming back, which breaks my heart. But the best news is that Morongo is actually back with its bingo. Okay, I found that out some commercial they started technically, I guess, last week, they're back and nobody is happier about that than me. I actually tweeted to them about how happy I was and how excited that they have actually brought their bingo back. I was afraid they were one of the few people seriously that hadn't come back. So I was afraid that they were going to be like the place across the way and thinking it was too expensive. So they just were going to kind of let it go, um, particularly because it was set up in a different location. It wasn't actually in the hotel when they had closed up. So I was thinking, oh, it'd just be just as easy for them to never bring it back and just expand their uh, casino a little further out and have more play on the slots and stuff. But anyway, that said, nobody is happier than I am that they're actually coming back. That was really my big, 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 big happy place because what I would do is I would go down there, I would check into the hotel for like a couple of days. Yeah, usually like what? Like Friday and Saturday and then check out on Sunday or Saturday and Sunday, whatever. I would just go down 
down there. I would check in there for a couple of days and it was great. I had the hotel, they have a spa, you know, they've got the, the casino, I could gamble. They had all these nice little restaurants and everything. So I would go and just hang out by myself, uh, get a little me time, played bingo at night, um, had a good win there. I won a nice double action there one time and I've had some other luck ball playing there. And it's just a fun place for me to get away and unwind and relax and just, you know, gather my thoughts, whatever, and just kind of rejuvenate myself. So of all the places, I was just really devastated that that one hadn't come back and pleased as punch that it's here. I can't tell you the first chance I get to run down there and spend a weekend or a few days, whatever, and just gamble and play bingo and just hang out. I'm there, baby. So, you know, thank you again. Yay, Morongo is back. So, Two out of three ain't bad. That's just really, really happy. Okay, so that's it for this week's episode of The Broke Bingo Addict. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoy. Hope you learn something. And I hope you'll come back next time. Thanks. It's not a game. It's a red stick.